Welcome to It's In The Can, the podcast many hoped had been eradicated. But like COVID, lockdown restrictions and the lethal weapon movies, it's returned for a fourth instalment. I'm your host, Buzza, and to help determine uh, what TV shows and movies we should try and stay home for and which ones we should suppress, I'm joined by two TV and film experts, a double act that know more about restricted movements and masks than Dan Andrews and Brett Sutton. It's Ticker and Dogmat. Welcome, gents. Boz, good to hear your uh, dulcet tunes. Dulcet tunes. <laughs> I was singing. And, and hopefully we're as good looking as Sutton. He's uh, a bit of a ladies' man. Well, he, he's known around our house as the Chotty. You know what? how it, the CHO, oh, uh, yes, the right. Chief Health okay. Officer. Um, or the chief hotness officer is his other name. Oh, right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a silver fox, isn't he? Yeah, but, he's uh, oh, look, very, very attractive. Are the rumours true that the, the dandemic, um, has, <laughs> the dandemic. Has, has been, is all a hoax just so they could get us back into lockdown to hear in the can, it's in the can, back Good on the point. radio. Is that right? Uh, that is- would be probably the most, uh, the most depressing uh, of the um, uh, of the conspiracy, conspiracy theories, right? Well, and there's, there's a few floating around. Dog Matt, you're all over the theories. Well, since we're talking of rumours, is there any truth in the rumour that Bush, you're being used as the Tom Cruise lookalike in the Foxtel movie ads commercial? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. What movie ads commercial? Oh, that guy. He's a guy. Dead, dead ringer for is you, Bush. Cru- yeah, oh. Tom Cruise lookalike is on the Foxtel ads. Right, has he had as many Tim Tams as I've had in lockdown? <laughs> no, nobody's had that many. Nobody's had that many Tim Tams. You are the only person I've ever met, Buzz, when we went for a certain other radio interview at the illustrious Ballarat FM. Oh, yes. um, on the way there, when we when we went to the wrong radio station, That's right. we were and, offered uh, some. We were offered. They offered someone like some. Both through their uh, their punk come come. What's it called? Kung Pao Chicken. Kung Pao. Kung Pao Chicken, yeah. On the way home to commiserate, you went to McDonald's and got an, a McFlurry with extra Oreos. <laughs> not times one, not times two, times three times or three, times yeah. four? No, oh, no, times three. Times, times three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ah. So you've oh. always been watching lots of the footy? Has there been um, footy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think it's one of the few nights that it's not on. So we're just for those who will eventually perhaps listen to this, those three people. Today is the 18th of August, a Tuesday. And I think it's the first day in two weeks without a I game on. Two 20, weeks. It was 20 days, 33 oh, games in 20 days. Three weeks. Yeah. yeah. And we're about to, I think we're going to go into the, they call it the surge. Is that right? Like oh, sort of surging. And it's like a cluster almost. Um, Isn't that what been, 5G towers are supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it's been a bit like uh, junk food. It's been uh, quantity, not quality with the football. So oh, yes. It's, uh, yeah, you, look, you look forward to it, and then after you consume it, you're feeling sick. It's like those McFlurries. It's a lot like listening to this show, actually. There's <laughs> uh, a lot yeah. of crap. Yeah. Um, but even these people are watching that. Yes. There is a couple of diamonds in the rough, though. Um, yeah. there, were, there were a couple of ripper games, like Port versus Richmond was an absolute yeah. belter. Um, there's a Geelong West Coast game in there somewhere along the line that was good. Anything involving Collingwood, 
Hawthorne. Oh, God. So um, are just awful. Actually, the, the Blues games have been quite good. Yeah. Uh, been close. yeah. Most Suns games are actually really interesting. Yeah, I thought uh, the one against Richmond was it had, it had uh, yeah, good yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, and I, the wish they had, I wish they had the rookie still there because they were really good with him. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, a bit like that, Buzz, I'm guessing there's a couple of diamonds in the rough amongst the uh, TV world. Well, before we get into it, I was going to just, just because you mentioned the footy, before we ended up in stage, what is it, five or six or ten, whatever we're in You're Victoria. Disaster. Uh, that's right. So, yeah, that's right. We're in stage disaster because they realised that the laws were more favourable if you shoved that one at, uh, in front of everyone's eyes. Yeah, um, um, that, that's called the Karen Bunnings uh, <laughs> yeah, defence. Right. <laughs> got the, she got a, a, her law degree um, at the, <laughs> the highest court in all of the land, the High yeah. Court of Adelaide, apparently. <laughs> all, she, anyway. all she needed to do was use the Chewbacca defence, but she exactly. just... <laughs> yes. Well, Ticker, you and I wouldn't actually had a kick when it was we still, did. still uh, street legal. Yeah. Uh, first, first, one, first one in how long? I can't oh, know mate, how long at been. least at least six years. Nah, it's probably four years. Four years that you and I have had a kick. And, oh, yeah, and yeah. L- let's just say, at least a year since you, I touched the football. You were rusty. Oh, that was generous. <laughs> but we warmed up. We warmed up into it's it. It's concerning the, the, when because your son was there, yeah. uh, Ticker Junior, and well, let's say he was the only one with any skill. Um, and uh, he uh, he had one of those. Well, it's like a you call it like a rubber, like a one of those rubber, sort of junior yeah. footies. Um, yep. We couldn't even make that spin at one stage. It was embarrassing, yeah. but um, it didn't help that the um, the grounds in my local area of Harton were covered in dog shit from um, <laughs> <laughs> what clearly is the uh, is the, the sport of choice, which is walking your dog and watching it poo. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not picking up thinking. <laughs> Surely one of the servants will do that. <laughs> uh, any other COVID life, uh, you know, tidbits that anyone wants to share before well, we get into the dog, real Dog's stuff? a massive NBA fan. And I'll yes. just quickly ask you a question, Dog. Are you as invested in the NBA as what you perhaps might have been or were sort of this time last year? Obviously, there wasn't games this time last year, but... I think NBA is the one sport that's really holding up really well in this um, uh, bubble environment. Uh, it's, it, it actually, look, my, my wife said, and she's probably really right, it looks like a video game because yeah. you've got these, the, the crowds like on those little screens so they don't look real. Yep. And the vibrant colours, it's, it's translated well. There's no drop-off in the skill. Um, yep. You don't miss the fans because they've got the close shots of the, um, of the players during the game. So... Now that we're down to the playoffs um, and all the big teams are there and you know, they've lost none of the, the major players, it's yeah. now, it's the only sport that's going full cylinders at the moment. It's really good to watch. So, is it in Disneyland play, or play, Disney World? Yeah, it's in, it's in Disney... Orlando. One the, Disney one of those. Was, Land um, World. So, you know, the, the NBA playoffs started today. So it's the right. first versus... Uh, it's extended. It's the last... Who's the favourite? Um, LA Lakers and LA Clippers. So LeBron's with the Lakers and um, Kawhi Clippers, Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, who won with the Toronto Raptors, is at the Clippers. They'd be the two from the West. And I think Giannis slightly with the Bucks, even though he probably needs a number two player. 
Can you pronounce his name like the guy on Channel 10 did? Yeah. Did you, did you <laughs> and Ted Hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to know who it was that didn't. Basil. 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 Yeah, Basil, Basil. Who, who is, who is you know, has European. Yeah. And like Carl Stefanovic reminded everyone, he has a European heritage. Um, <laughs> apparently, that's not diversity anymore because well, it doesn't suit a few, you know, um, uh, Chardonnay drinking lefties, <laughs> but anyway. But the thing, the, the the thing where people are saying that um, Basil's Greek, so he should be able to pronounce an, a Nigerian name. I don't get the, the correlation. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's a fair point. He got the first bit. Got the, the first bit's right. Days. The second yeah. bit's not Greek. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering because it's in be Disney, because because they're, they're playing in it. Does that uh, as like a um, as a you know sort of last as an extra final? Do you have to play against Jordan and the Space Jam team? Is that <laughs> well, if they're, they're filming it, part two as we speak? So oh, they might, really? yeah, yeah. So with LeBron, oh, with the, oh, not with Jordan. Yeah, I thought they were going to try to an, animate out his liver issues. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we're going to go to the first proper segment, and we'll kick in with the streaming awards. And for the first award of the Streaming Awards, over to you, Ticker. Oh, thanks, Buzz. Now, uh, I just finished, because it only dropped on Friday, um, a show on uh, Prime Video, which is also uh, known as Amazon, although I think it just comes up as Prime now, Mm. um, is a show called World's Toughest Race Eco Challenge Fiji, uh, hosted by the one and only Bear Grylls. Uh, it's a ten-part series. It's basically Survivor meets The Amazing Race, um, and not unlike The Amazing Race, it's just sort of this rolling um, dialogue with teams trying to get from one end of Fiji to the other. And I think it's about six hundred and seventy kilometres over, just as quick as they can do it. But it, it took the winners about seven days. Um, where I just left off, there was people that were as far as sort of four days behind. So you can imagine uh, some of the trials and tribulations. But if you're an adventure racing sort of nut um, and you love a bit of, um, you know, Bear grills action, uh, it's I highly recommend it just as a little break from some of the um, rubbish uh, reality TV that's on. Um, and there's no scripting, like there's accidents. People get taken off on helicopters when they get hurt and, have to actually pull out of the race quite frequently. And, oh, right. So it's uh, a bit look, of a... Do they lose yeah, anyone in a yeah. crevasse or...? Uh, no, no. Look, but there's a couple of like pretty hairy moments. One guy got right. really serious hypothermia. Um, I, I actually knew... Um, I knew, I you know, knew because he's dead now. <laughs> oh, I, I know two people that were in it, which is why right. I watched it. But actually in the end, like they didn't show a whole lot of them, even though they did exceptionally well because they weren't dramatic. Um, is, it, is it global but, tick or is it yeah global yeah so okay. it was so basically okay. it was kiwis brazilians yeah. aussies americans it was great to see the americans get smoked but um yeah the um yeah these two girls that i do a bit of triathlon with are in it and they are unreal and um but by the end you sort of get um caught up in the storylines of some of the other competitors and yeah it's just i, I highly recommend it uh to anyone that's a survivor fan. It's, it's produced by Mark Burnett. Okay. Um, so he's the survivor king. What, and 
was there a couple that was on the rocks and trying to uh, nah, through the relationship? As I, I guess that's why I sort of enjoyed it. It didn't have any of that crap in it. Yeah. It did have the occasional, oh, here we go, another sort of life story. But like, it, it was really, really good and highly recommended. it. Wonderful. Uh, yep. Dog Matt, you're, uh, you're up next. Yeah. Um, so in prior podcasts, I've been pushing across a can't miss lock of the week sort of um, show to watch. And I've probably, it's fair to say, I've been maybe 50-50 on that. <laughs> Lest we forget it. <laughs> but I have one which I think is the best thing I've seen probably in the last couple of years on any of the streaming services. It's called Outcry. It's starting to get the ball rolling and people are hearing about it. Um, it's on It's on Stan. Um, and look, it's a docu-series. And just to put it out there, um, we're getting pretty tired from all the news and the COVID news and the depressing news. So we thought we'd watch a docu-series. It started off like it might be some very heavy top, topic matter. So it's about a, about a, a kid called Greg Kelly, a young gun footballer from Texas. He had all the world at his feet. Um, and, and initially it looks like it's about a, something about a, an abuse of a young boy. And we're like, oh, here we go. It's, this is going to be hard to get through. But it quickly changes the focus off that and just goes into the case. And it's just one of the most intriguing cases I've ever seen. Um, it, works, it works you through the case. It, it, it walks you clearly through it. Um, shows the American legal system at its best and at its worst um, and shows all the external sort of factors that, you know, to help determine the outcome. Don't find out, don't read up about it. Watch it um, without knowing anything because it really plays with how you perceive facts and figures and whether he's guilty or not and what's going on. Um, and there's a lot of relevance in the whole, you know, what the police are doing at the moment in America and all that sort of stuff, the current state of play. It is... It is. It actually grips you right in, and it gets you invested emotionally. And by the end of the first episode, oh, I don't know anybody. Look, I've recommended it to friends, and they've all actually made a point to text me back about it. You know, some cried um, during it. It's just a, an amazing sort of docu series. So I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Outcry. Um, once you start it, you'll probably do the five hours in probably two days. Yeah. But you now, I just want to. You said at the start you're looking for something that wasn't heavy, it, it, so it look, just it's it's not it, okay. It's is it so light and shade or no no no. So it's so well produced and so it it, it saves you to watch it despite the matter the topic, right. and it doesn't hit you over the head with the heavy bits and pieces. Okay. Um, but you know his 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 legal representation really good to listen to breaks it down. It's like watching a, a coach's tape. But, Know, a, a game and it's it, it's it's very it's kind of very watchable despite the um the topic matter but okay. just that that was the thing i just want to say just despite the five first five minutes keep going through it'll be okay okay very good uh so one that uh i've got an award name for this one i'm giving it uh the title uh, the award is hits and misses you're sticking with the award sort of category because yeah. you're the only one yeah <laughs> There's a, bit, there's a bit of that happening there. Well, I don't know. Dogman just suggested for a moment that he was trying to run with his, you know, cannot miss category or whatever these yeah. awards called. Odessa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, Odessa, the Odessa award. Um, yeah, so hits and misses, I'm calling this award. Persisting. <laughs> uh, Norton Crosses is the name of the show. 
And uh, it's on Foxtel. It's six episodes. Each one's just under an hour from memory. And it's based in an alternate world or society where Africa has, in fact, colonised Europe and uh, effectively continues to rule much of Europe. It's, it's based in sort of a mythical version of uh, the UK. For some reason, to try and justify that it's an alternate world, instead of calling it Africa, they call it Africa. And I initially <laughs> thought someone had a lisp, and then I realised they call it, they call, they refer to it as Africa, although I, I was like, I don't know why, why would you take that extra leap to try and sort of separate it out? But anyway, um, uh, it's got some really good elements to it. It's got some strong scenes, some good acting, but then it's got some really rubbishy scenes it's so hit and miss this show. I really wanted to like it. Um, you can sort of leave it for a few days or a week and go back to it. It does pick up in the second half of the six episodes, but then it's really rushed. The last episode, you want to, you want to watch some friends become enemies and enemies become friends in the space of five minutes. And if you thought um, when you, when those of you, those of us, probably almost everyone watched the uh, trilogy, the prequel trilogy for Star Wars, where you see Anakin turn evil, mate, watch this show. This show, Buzz. you watch someone go evil in about five minutes. Buzz, I'll tell you what your award should be called. How can I make a, a half a segue comparison with Star Wars every show I've ever watched ever? Look. Yeah, well, mate, it's great subject Buzz, matter. It sounds the problem with this um, TV show is is the title. It should have probably been called Snakes and Ladders. <laughs> it's almost like it couldn't be called black and white, so they had to call one noughts and one cross. Anyway, I won't bore you that. The most disturbing courts, part of it is, despite all of this, <laughs> despite all of this, for some reason, Volvo still exists. Now I don't know how that happens in this dystopian world. Um, but they're like but the, they're the, like the cock the cockroach of that's cars. Right. The, the <laughs> Swedes, Apparently, if you, sim- if you simulate the Earth a thousand times, Volvo will exist on that. That's right. Um, it's possible the dinosaurs were driving them. I don't know. But anyway, so Norths and Crosses, um, you know, I, I, I can't highly recommend it. It's a, it's a filler. It's like a stocking okay. filler. That's about it. Next award, ticker. Yeah, okay. Over to me. Now, on Netflix at the moment or probably about three weeks ago um there was a show that dropped called love on the spectrum and look it's not a docuseries of buzz's um early love life um but uh it's about a young um people with autism and various other um disabilities uh, is that still okay to say that word yeah. we'll, we'll roll with it um, who may have found some difficulties in um, matchmaking. Um, and this one, it's just great because often it's they're autistic or some level of um, impairment where they just literally say everything that, that they're thinking at the time. There's zero filter and it makes for quite entertaining TV where it's just like, you're not very good looking <laughs> or I don't like your hat. <laughs> Um, you said it and, doesn't, it's not based on my early dating. <laughs> I was going to say something dating in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it's the opposite of like everyone that's, you know, totally filtered on Instagram and they're lying about all manner of things that they've done and about to do. Um, and yeah, it's quite enjoyable, quite refreshing. 
um, a little bit sad at times um, with a lot of the sort of guys are in their sort of maybe mid to late 20s living with their parents and their parents are just genuinely excited to have them out of the house and on a date and doing various things. Um, yeah, it's about, I think it's only five episodes and it's quite enjoyable. You, you track a couple of people who go on a couple of different dates and yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Love on the Spectrum on Netflix, a very easy watch. Hey, Tika, just quickly, I thought for a yeah. second there, maybe there was a possum scratching around my house, but I, I've realised your microphone, you've got a COVID beard and your ah, microphone is occasionally getting caught up it in scratchy? it. it scratchy? Yeah, just if anyone's okay. listening and thinking, sorry about that. Sorry in, about my in the, my attic. Sorry um, about my scratchy beard, everyone. <laughs> it's a metaphor uh, for you now, Dogmat, as a segue. It's a tough segue, but anyway, um, I was looking for some filler as well, and just searching frantically to find something, and something that just something I wouldn't normally watch on Netflix called Inside the World's Toughest Prisons. Um, it's um, I think it's season four, so there's there's been a few shows. There's a lot of people that love the prison shows. It hasn't really been my bag, baby. Um, but basically, the premise is there is a, uh, a journalist. His name is Raphael Rowe. Um, he was wrongly convicted of murder and was put in prison for 12 years. So he's the expert. And they just basically take him from prison to prison and drop him in for a couple of weeks with no holds bar. And um, it's up to him to fight for himself and survive. And you think, oh, how far will they go with this? But, you know, in a couple of episodes, his dead set being threatened and not knowing if he's going to wake up the next day, it's, it's, it just drags me at oh. very interesting TV. So um, if anyone's got a, uh, you know, uh, a liking for prison movies and watching anything like that, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Very so good. that's my recommendation. Uh, my last one, I'm trying to think of an award name for it. Uh, maybe the Diversity Award, I don't know, or it's another dating show. Uh, and my summary of this is super bingeable, surprisingly super bingeable. It's Indian Matchmaker on Netflix. I know, Dogmat, that you got onto it as well. And um, I started watching the first episode thinking, oh, here we go. And I watched it, I think it's about 10, uh, eight or 10 eps. Uh, yeah, it's eight, eight episodes. And uh, got through it all basically in two, two nights. Um, really good. I think they're about 30 minutes each. Very easy to consume. And uh, yeah, really enjoyable. Is that everyone's dirty little secret? Because I've been mentioning to people that we'd seen. I said, "Oh, you should watch his show called Indian Matchmaking." It's, and every time I say it, the, the people are saying, "Yeah, I've seen it. It's fantastic." Uh, Tick, have you seen it? No, I haven't. So, is it an American show, or it's actually in India, or? I think oh, it's hard to say. It's mostly America. in America. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, um, yeah. But the matchmakers actually, I think, from India and flies in. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, it's on my it's on my list to watch, and uh, you guys have um, it's definitely pushed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really okay. good. It's it's yeah. well made. It's very watchable. Excellent. Well, that's the end of the awards. The next segment is jump the shark, or jump the shark. Welcome to Jump or Jumped the Shark. <laughs> Tika, your first leap. Okay. Oh, um, now then just to, again, do you want to explain what Jump the Shark is, actually? 
Yeah, I will. Um, so, Jump the Shark is a reference from Star Wars. No, it's not, actually. It's a re- <laughs> reference from... <laughs> no, it's, it's Jar Jar Binks. That, yeah. that is Jump the Shark. <laughs> he actually is the epitome of jumping the shark and creating an awful character. Um, but no, it's actually from uh, a little show called Happy Days when Fonzie had to jump a shark on a motorbike. And it's when a series has just lost the plot. Um, most people will get the reference. Uh, fortunately, we don't have any listeners, so that's not an issue for us. Um, so in, in this, this is a perfect example of jumping the shark. There, there is a show called Wentworth, which I may or may not have mentioned before. Yeah. Um, it, it was a really, really good show. Uh, great show, in fact. Um, and it is on a network called Foxtel. Um, and I am going to put Foxtel in as jumping the shark because it's promoting Wentworth as being this, it's pretty much the only show that they have at the moment. Uh, boys, now I know you're, you watch a little bit on binge. That's actually a separate streaming service from what I can gather. Is that correct? Oh no, I watch Foxtel and I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the binge bit. I know the lot yeah. of same shows are on there, but um, but I've got to say that in terms of new material, Foxtel promoting Wentworth and just Foxtel generally uh, jumped the shark for mine. Um, Wentworth is now on season seven. Every character that was in the first season is long since dead um, or gone off to the priesthood or something. Uh, it was a brilliant show to begin with. And uh, I may have mentioned before is based off the old show Prisoner. Prisoner, yeah, yeah. Prisoner was a brilliant show. We used oh, to yeah. love watching yeah. that. Um, the best. And uh, it it took a lot of the great characters. It actually added. It was one of the perfect sort of uh, sequel uh, reboot uh, shows. But now it's just Still had gone. Top Dogs, I imagine, and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's got yeah. all it's got all the theme um, that guard. you need. Guard, yeah, yeah, it just didn't have. Um, it, it actually was brilliant until all of main characters uh, uh, flew off, and then basically now it's just complete garbage. And to promote that as your, you know, your your, your headline staple. act, yeah, right. yep, I think yep. you're in trouble to the to the Netflixes and the, um, you know, uh, I sound like Dennis Pagan, yeah. uh, the net, <laughs> yeah. your Netflixes and your stands and your you know Kevin Sheedy's and all that. But uh, oh, no. yeah, we've got a bit of an issue, I think, Foxtel, and I need you to sharpen up. Uh, but um, at the moment, you've lost me. So get back mm. on motorbike. Talk <laughs> man. Um, Netflix. Oh, and it's just and so chill. often they, they, they um, promote a show called Last Chance You. You've probably seen it. It looks always got a great picture of a gridiron player. Um, it's basically on the concept. They're up to season five now, but it's basically on a concept of kids that have been screw-ups in life and have their last chance to make it into the, the big dance, the NFL. And they normally go to a uh, high school, which has got a, a high, um, highly promoted um, football program and you know it's all the all the ongoings of trying to get these young these these screw-ups to get them right and being picked up by the scouts and and go to the big league and initially they had a couple of gem players who did actually make it to the nfl squad so you know it was actually great viewing good good footy good storylines redeemable coaches and everything was great but the last two three seasons they've just had these prima donna coaches it's, it's been all about them. They've exploited the kids. 
and it's just really been it's just been a show for the sake of making a show to push through Netflix and you just get these coaches with really bad egos who berate the players um, and really just show how player management of yesteryear doesn't work with you know the newer generation it really just shows the gap and it just reminds me of you know seeing Barassi berate players in the 80s but it's 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 kind of almost exploitation of the young kids and it really has it's it's just hard to watch now. Which a right. once great show has now become hard to watch. But um, they are just like Foxtel and Wentworth. They are pushing it. Yep. Tick. Thanks, Dom. Um, I've just seen the title of your next um, jump the shark, Buzz, and it does remind me um, of a joke. Actually, <laughs> can we not go with that one? <laughs> Moving on. Well, it's actually called the trip to Greece. Oh. And uh, okay. and I so. I've watched the first two, the trip movies. The first one just called the trip was actually based on a show that um, Rob Brighton and Steve Coogan, two English comedians who are the best impersonators I've seen yep. possibly around apart from Very funny. Jamie Foxx and a couple others. And um, don't sell yourself short buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was born short. I don't need to sell myself that way. <laughs> so wow. they were, um, yeah, their the, the first one, if you're going to watch something, the trip is a great, great film and it was a good series um if you, especially if you like impersonations the trip to italy is pretty good but they started to muck around with the format a bit too much tried to sort of inject a storyline into it a beyond the main storyline and the trip to greece i mean there's early on they throw this scene in with this refugee camp and you think what's going on there <laughs> they go back into its normal format and then it just goes into this weird last 40 minutes it's shocking um yeah, I mean, Steve Cook is just trying too hard, I think, with whoever else is, is writing this. I don't know if it's Rob Brighton or someone else to prove that he's a serious actor, not just someone who does really funny impersonations. And uh, it's a stinker um, past about 30 minutes into the film. So avoid it apart from maybe, yeah, as I say, the first 20, 30 minutes and then just turn oh, it off. A bit disappointed. I assumed it was about when you guys went to Greece in about 2000, circa 2001. Was that about right? Or That's right. It was 2001. Yeah. You yeah. came back looking like you may have lived in a solarium. You were quite brown. <laughs> I, um, it was a great trip. Uh, Dogman, unfortunately, you came back with a hand injury from memory because of a scout <laughs> with a, no, we were with going there. people in Scan- from the Scandinavian yeah, bar there in um, Mykonos. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, and one that reason sounds... I watched it was because I was planning to be in Greece this time of year. But um, yeah. that was probably the even actually it's not if you want to watch a show about any country, it's it's a very good job. Why don't you post something about that on Facebook? Because that's not annoying at all when people post their own. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and, and what? So I've got a, I've got a relative. I've got a relative in Greece at the moment. And and sorry, in, in sorry, UK are you, at the moment, are you Greek? <laughs> no. well, it depends who you ask nowadays um i was told recently no, anyway it doesn't matter hey um, i've got a relative in the uk at the moment and um he said he's going to greece on a holiday and i realized people in europe yeah. are just they're hopping around left right and center not only that uh, canadians are allowed there at the moment as well i've, I've cancelled my trip overseas this year so um, you don't have a choice you're not allowed out of the country no, mate no but there are other people up but anyway that's I always preferred Vaseline, but anyway, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we should have got it. Bazinga. And um, while well, speaking of which, that goes to our next segment, Don't You Forget About Me. <laughs>
Uh, don't you forget about me. Um, Tika, we won't ask you for an explanation. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Do you want to give the first? Yeah, I will. And thank God for some of the back catalogue and some of the awesome old shows that exist because look, because of COVID and various other things we've talked about before the, the new stuff rolling off is not existent. Um, And so I'm actually going back and watching some stuff that I missed. Um, during my maybe late, thir- uh, late so mid thirties, um, which I'm showing my age there. But anyway, and when I had kids, I just didn't have any sleep, and I missed this show called Rake, um, which is a brilliant show, Australian uh, drama. It's seven seasons, I think, and right. um, yeah, I was recommended to. Uh, no, it's actually on Netflix. Ah, it was an old ABC show, mm-hmm. I believe. It was on yes, ABC. that's why I asked. And yeah, you're probably right, Buzzalo. I think all the catalogue now is on um, Netflix. Netflix, right, right. Um, and oh, one of my employees actually recommended it to me. He goes, this guy is, he's not saying exactly like me, but he's a little bit similar, slightly eccentric, a couple of, uh, you know, bad habits here and there. And uh, yeah, it's a br- like really, really funny. The dialogue is hilarious to the point where I get my pad and pen out and write down funny stuff to say in court and various other places. Cause the, the acting by Richard Roxburgh is unbelievable, funny script and highly recommend it to anyone that hasn't seen it. And if you have, maybe go for a rewatch. Buzz, have you seen it? Uh, no, but I, it sounds a lot like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I've seen the odd episode years ago. Oh, they make an American to... version. They make an American version of it. They did, and it had Greg Kinnear. Oh, uh, Greg and Kinnear. A, apparently, it was. They thought that it might go as well as, say, the American Office, but Greg Kinnear just couldn't quite pull off. Yeah, right. Believe it or not, the the Aussie guy was just so natural in the role, and a lot of it has a lot of Aussie humour. Um, and yeah, very good show. Highly That's recommended. Right. Do you have any others before we go to Dogmat? I do really quickly. Um, another show I'm watching on Netflix is called Good Girls. That's four seasons in. Um, it's probably only three years old. It has um, the, I can't remember her name, the quite, I'll say a buxom um, redhead from Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Um, January Jones? No, no, no not her. She's the blonde. Anyway. Anyway, and she's fantastic there. It's basically like Breaking Bad meets Star Wars. No, it's Breaking Bad (laughs) meets sort of uh, Desperate Housewives. It's very very funny. Yeah. Christina Hendricks is her name. That's her name. Yeah. Yep. She's great. Uh, Any others or shall we move to Dogmat? Uh, No, no others at the moment. Dogmat, what have you been watching that uh, an oldie bit of goodie? I've been been actually... um, watching a few old 80s movies and 90s movies to sort of um, just, uh, you know, get over the blues and I find they're very watchable. And I know something about 80s and 90s movies, they're really fun to watch and easy easy viewing. But um, last week, Kindergarten Cop was on with Arnie. I don't oh. think I've seen that since whenever. And It's not a tumour, that one. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if it's just because I've got a young, a young you know, child. I found it hilarious. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. And... I kept turning around to Mary and saying, the kids have got Arnie beat for acting chops. <laughs> like, 
was so much. Have you watched Twins? I thought Twins was a better film, off the top of my head. Nah. Well, I've also got Kindergarten Cop, and then I've got Bracket Arnie Catalog because Total Recall's also been on TV. Yeah, right. Never mate's been tuning them out. So, um, just something about the eighties movies. Oh, he was on a he was on a roll for a period, Arnie. I mean, he was probably the the number one for a period. It was like. Four decades. <laughs> Settle down. Settle down. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but just the one thing about watching it, you forget that how most motionless. I mean, Arnie's acting is just one tone, <laughs> no emotion. It lives everything like he's about to beat someone up. It's fantastic. Yeah, and no, I was well, definitely an Arnie fan. A ticket, you're a huge Arnie fan. Oh, I love, I love Arnie. I mean, he's he, he's he's definitely less wooden than say Brad Pitt, for example. <laughs> um, I I actually love Arnie. I think he's got yeah. great comedic comedic timing, which he always had, even when he was doing. You know, his first movie was um, Getting Strong or whatever it is, and oh, Pumping Iron. Yeah, Pumping oh, Iron. Pumping Iron. And when yeah, he yeah. when he when he's just he's amazing. Off, oh yeah, he's, he's just, so funny in that. He's just so funny, and yeah. and I know they try and make him be serious, but he's much better when he's got comedic timing and um, not trying to. I mean, he's great as a bad guy and as an action guy and Terminator and all those movies. But um, yeah, I, in Kindergarten Cop, I agree with Dog. I reckon he's it's actually a very very good movie. It's 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 hard to explain. Like just something like you said, there's no new movies out anyway, so. There's just something comforting in, in uncertain mm. times about going back and watching something from your childhood or, or when you were young. It's just, it's just, there's a comfort about watching it. So This is getting trading, way too <laughs> deep. <laughs> I watched Trading Places the other, trading places the other day. Oh, that's, but that's, 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 that's top comedy, shelf. There hasn't been a comedy as funny as Trading Places for two decades. Groundhog Day, another one. Yeah, so, yeah. Groundhog Day, oh, that's, uh, that's called um, the Dan Demick's press conference. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Um, now, off, off to you, Buzz. You're, you're, don't forget about me. I've, got, yeah, I've, been, I've been doing the same thing, and uh, I've been look, trying to find, not old, that old, but just shows um, because there isn't that much great new content coming in, and I found a few. So um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I didn't realise they dropped another series. Series 9 was awesome last year. They've dropped Series 10. I'm only halfway through it. I think it's, um, I can't know if it's 10 episodes or more or less, but the only, the only thing with Cuba Enthusiasm, so it's um, it's Larry David, who was one of the creators of Seinfeld, the character that George Costanza is based on. It's, um, you know, it's if you thought George Costanza was neurotic, I mean, it's amped up tenfold and, and that's yeah. um, that's Larry David playing himself basically in Cuba Enthusiasm. And, Ted Danson's and- in it, which is great. Um, and Vince Vaughn's in this series. Um and uh, it's it's basically his life in a sort of Jewish community in LA, um, but just some of the characters in there, and, and he lives with this guy, African American guy. That it's a long story how he came to live with him. But um, look, it's it's a bit sillier than usual this season, but it's still really it's got solid parts in every episode. Like I've laughed more watching that show this um even series 10 which isn't as good as some of the others uh, as any show i can think of this year there hasn't been a lot of great comedies that have come through um so that's been a real good one barry is a show that's two seasons in they were going to drop season three this year but didn't get to film it because of covid um only just started watching that and that's a really good show um so so cube yeah. enthusiasm is on foxhell barry uh geez i have to think um i'm not sure if that's on foxhell or not 
Um, I think it, I think it is on. It was on Fox. Yeah, Fox on, yeah on I've, Fox. Seen, I've seen both seasons. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah, really solid. I'll, I won't go too much into that. But again, yeah. if you're looking for one, and I'm only early into the early days into that, that's another really good solid show that's won heaps of Emmys. And Henry Winkler, speaking of um, jumping the shark, uh, has won I think uh, two Emmys for his supporting role in that. Um, what we do in the shadows is another one I've been watching, which is based on the film. Um, uh, from one, well, one of them is the guys from uh, the Concords, Flight of Concords, uh, in terms of the, the makes of the film um, and the show. It's uh, it's based it somehow, if I can liken it to anything, think the kind of humour in Parks and Recreations, but with vampires. And I, I don't I don't know why it lends itself to that comparison, but it does. And, and Ewoks. And Ewoks. <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's pretty Have good show. Have you seen the movie tip? No, I haven't. Is it good? It, it, it's really good. It's surprising. Yeah. I haven't good. seen the film. I've only seen the oh, show, and I'm almost finished with one, and it's good. Yeah, I just yeah, I didn't expect it to be so funny. Yeah. So yeah. what we do in the shadows is on Fox. So I the movie's not on that one. Um, and the last one, which I mentioned, if you're into the reality shows, um, that my that Mrs. Buzz gets me to watch, which is the Housewives of New York City. She calls it the Bitches, and uh, so she says you want, which I think is a bit non PC, but it's okay. She can say it. she says we're going to watch the Bitches tonight, and they're into about season <laughs> fourteen or something. And uh, yeah, if you just want to, you know, you want to have seven screens in front of you and just listen to people screaming at each other in the background, <laughs> it's a great show. Is is the material new or is it the same thing? Oh, mate, it is horrid. Oh, I, I, it's horrid, but yet it's just like watching a car crash. You can't yeah. look away all the time. So yeah. uh, that's Don't You Forget About Me. And we move on to Movie Night. Movie Night. It's about films available on streaming services. Uh, Ticker, what's what have you been watching, if anything? Well, um, I always somehow manage to um, the, the only one that sticks to the theme, a bit like you with the awards. And in our rundown sheet, it says "Girls on Film," so I just watch Girls on Film. And this week, I watched Hustlers. Um, it's a very, very uh, interesting, um, <laughs> almost documentary um, of my life. No, actually, of <laughs> of uh a bunch of strippers and um oh God, this is going no no it's going all kinds of directions uh, jennifer lopez um i don't know who else is in it um and look it was it was interesting for about 10 minutes then it got slightly tedious and then it got beyond horrific in just complete lack of storyline uh the only little piece of interest was that it was based off a true story um not my life look i'll just put it out there's nothing to do with me i may have had a small um non-credited off-screen role um but it uh yeah uh, it's just come on to foxtel i think and it's also on prime as well because i think some of the videos on yeah they're on a few the movies they sort of that's yeah, what Apple. i was sort of hinting at before with Fox with most of their materials now elsewhere. So yeah, yeah. Um, give that a miss. Um, don't pay for it. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I thought Very you didn't bad. mind it. When you, no, when you I like the, I like the start. I like the concept of it. Oh, um, 
I just didn't. I was a bit like Sting. I don't. I don't listen to any of his music. Um, I, I just like the. You way. respect him for doing. Yeah, it. respect him for doing. I'll that. just remind you: the girls on film component of this segment is just the track that <laughs> Dogmat puts at the start to yeah. try and get people in the mood for it. But, you don't but if actually you notice, have to watch movies with only female leads. If you notice, though, was at the start, it says streaming awards. <laughs> <laughs> open, <laughs> open brackets one award each oh, yes. so i decided to give all the awards you can do all of them okay uh, okay okay i'm not sure it, quite where the last bit went that's right uh ticker a uh, dog mat <laughs> you uh, were ticker movie night i, I just want to uh, I'm, I'm just gonna give a half a minute mention to a movie called palm springs with um i'm timing andy, you andy sandberg <laughs> and christine um Miliotti. it's 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 on Hulu, so it's not streaming just yet in Oz. What's um, Hulu? Hulu is in a streaming service in America. Oh. Um, but you can download it, and it's about to come on streaming service in Australia. Palm Springs won't give any premise of the movie because it's a high-concept movie, and it's, it's, it's about well, to... A lot like what does that mean? What do you it mean just, when you say a high concept? It means that you go in thinking you're going to see one thing, and it completely flips, and you don't right. want to know what flips it. It's like Star Wars. But... Yeah. but surprisingly very funny okay. and got you to think a bit and one of the better movies i've seen oh, <laughs> and, and andy sandberg's from uh snl and uh the what's that police show that he's on uh, something brooklyn, brooklyn, Nine, Nine. brooklyn Nine. yeah okay. so this uh, look i'll uh, this is his vehicle this, this is one of his new movie vehicles it was going to go out in the movies and it hasn't and it's been pretty well critically acclaimed by those who've watched it so far so to quote um, the great Larry David, it's pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> good. I like how it's been pretty well critically acclaimed. <laughs> like all the critics liked it, or they went, "It's pretty." No, it's it's. It, I do not want to give any of the show away. So okay, go. Just going to say, you haven't seen it, have you? When, no. <laughs> do you understand the concept of this podcast? <laughs> when the movie Palm Springs comes up on whatever feed you're watching. And go, that's what Dogman was kind of saying. Watch that. And um, then you don't, can critically acclaim it yourself. Don't, don't mention Operation Adisa. I know where you're heading, Ticker. Um, I was thinking about it. <laughs> but you've got, there's another one because I saw Project Power pop up yeah, so in Project the advertising. What, have you seen it? Yeah, saw it. Um, it almost made the jump the shark section. Oh, really? Uh, look, there's something about these action movies that are coming on Netflix now that just. Maybe maybe they'll be better on the big screen, but you kind of see the first five minutes of the action, and you realise there's not much script to go with it. And right. I think I've seen this Jamie Fox movie before that many times, and twenty thirty minutes, you, you know, I put the table looks good. The table looks good, dog. And not to spoil the next segment, but the um, Tyson, um, yeah. what would you call it, biopic. Um, yeah. With Jamie Foxx yeah. as Tyson will be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's his strong suit rather than these yeah. yep. action films, I suppose. Uh, speaking Bulls? of action films um, that are on the streaming services, I watched The Old Guard. Who's uh, in that, Buzz? Charlie's Theron. Yeah, there's a few others as well. So, isn't it? so technically, it's girls on film. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that yet. Um, and uh, it's pretty long. It's over two hours. What do you think? I, I liked it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I'd like it. It's, um, it's, you know, it's not like the perfect script. You can see sometimes when you watch one that Netflix is, 
made. Yeah. You know, it's got the, it lacks a bit of polish, just a little bit here and there. They could have tightened the script up and yeah. maybe some of the scenes and the quality of certain things. But yeah. it's good. Yeah. And, and you know, Charlize Theron, um, I think she, it's funny how actors and actresses sometimes surprisingly move into action leads with some consistency and she's starting to do that. Um, uh, yeah. And, and it, was, it was a good, well, I don't want to say too much about it. So it was a good solid film. You know, I'm not highly recommending it, but um, it's, it's solid. You know, if you can't find anything else and that's what you land on, you're not going to think I want those two hours of my life back. She, she, she was really good in Mad Max Fury, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not as good a film, right? No, But she's very, very, uh, and defying her age, possibly yeah. with the assistance of CGI yeah. and some <laughs> surgery, like most I actors. Think it's the age, age, but, the guy, yeah. um, I think she's, uh, well, she's in her mid forties, I think. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, she's moving around like she's in her twenties. So, um, uh, yeah, it was a good film. Good film. Uh, any others? No. no. Actually, I think, I think we've got a caller coming through. Just, oh, okay. Just, good. Hello there. Oh, who's that? It, 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 it's Mike Tyson here. It's Mike oh, Tyson. We were just hey, talking hey about, there. we're just talking about you, Mike. I, You're I, going... heard, I heard you. I, I, I got the live stream and, uh, <laughs> and I got, you know, I got the really special setup here and yeah. uh, I thought I'd just call in. Now just, just, I'm going to give you a warning. You be nice to me. You better yeah, be nice. Okay. I will be. Um, are you yeah. going to be nice to Roy Jones Jr. in a couple of uh, months? That's going to be a <laughs> That is definitely not going to happen. I'm going to devour him. I'm going to dominate him. I'm going to eat um, his children. I'm going to eat his children. I don't know if he, if he doesn't, if Roy Jones, I'm going to check this. If he doesn't have children, I'm going to get Will Smith to be hit and find him a wife. And then I'm going to actually have an affair with that woman. And we're going to have children, but I'm going to tell Roy that he's children. And then when he becomes very attached to them, I'm going to devour them. Oh wow! Anyway, uh, so I just and don't start saying anything about my oblongata. <laughs> I just I have two questions. I just got two questions for you guys. Is the first is that one. the water boy? <laughs> <laughs> Henry that's, Winkler. That's what I'm saying. Don't say anything about my mother or my oblongata. Now, just two two quick questions. Quality. I want to know your best. Your, your quality, no, your best montage, don't be nice, I'll I devour you. Um, the best montage in a movie, I like the montages, you see, you see me, I've changed my physique. There's a whole montage you could watch about how that happened, so I was inspired by some montages. So what's the best montage you've seen in a movie, and what should I watch in the next few weeks? Okay. See ya. Well, good question, Mike, Iron Mike. Um, I'll take the first one, dog, oh, if that's okay. I hope I don't steal your thunder oh. and buzz. But the ultimate, and I think it puts it in the stratosphere um, of all-time great movies, is Rocky IV. Uh, mm. Because I think pound for pound, there's only about 15 minutes of actual movie and the other 82 <laughs> minutes are montages. Yeah. Um, I know every montage from start to finish. I know every song because I have those songs, you know, locked in for when I'm doing some form of crazy exercise. Um, it's got him climbing up mountains, chopping logs, 
fighting Russians, so, solving oh, the Cold right. War. The logs, yeah. um, he, he, he goes through the city. There's, then, then there's flashbacks within the montage. So it's like Inception in that way and, <laughs> and a little bit of Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Um, but yeah, an amazing montage. Clearly the best on film of all time, in my opinion. Oh, I think it's fair to say that Rocky owns the, mon- the, the music montages. Because oh, I mean... Definitely. Uh, I mean, Rocky Four. Others. Rocky Four would be my pick. Yeah, it just tells Rocky the story three. of it's the development, and as yeah, I sort yeah. of say on Team America, getting stronger <laughs> in every scene. You know, and it's just you know all that sort of jazz up so, to the. So while we're there, let's rate the Rockies. Rocky Four first. I reckon Rocky, three and Rocky four are on a par, and yeah. only gets pushed by the montages. Rocky okay. Four gets ahead, and he solves the Cold War. So. All right, I'm going to give my first, uh, and this is a very good topic, um, Karate Kid at the oh, end. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, you're the best. Yeah. That's got yep. to be right up there. I mean, that's got to, that's got to be on the podium, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I've seen that about 500 times conservatively. And if anyone wants to listen to a good podcast, unlike this one, um, rewatchables on the rewatchables with Bill Simmons on the Karate Kid is an unbelievable blow yeah. by blow, you know, yeah. how Daniel broke the rules to win and all the, how Daniel's actually the bad guy and Johnny's the victim. It's an amazing podcast dog. You, you recommended it to me. Yep. I haven't looked back. Buzz, uh, have you got? I mean, I've got plenty more. Buzz, have you got? I one just that thought you of one then that yep. relates to a film you mentioned earlier, or is in it. Which I think oh. in Trading Places, there's a montage <laughs> that shows when Eddie Murphy makes the transition into being. I'm pretty sure there is one. Um, but no, the ones I was thinking of were obviously Team America, which you've mentioned. Tick, yeah, yeah, my favourite. And you just can't forget the Austin Powers montages, and in particular, hard my language, the Flying Dick. Um, but there are others and yeah. uh, Austin Powers did a really good job of using montages in certain spots uh, over the, the three films. Yep. Uh, I think they're about to make a fourth. So yeah, they're probably, uh, you know, there's others, but I'm usually thinking of comedies apart from Rocky on a montage. Mm. I think Anchorman might've had the odd one as well. Mm. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Top Gun, the volleyball scene. Oh, <laughs> that's not a montage. That, that's that's just homoerotic love. <laughs> like that's, um, yeah, it's that one. Um, Blood sport. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna Van say Van Dam. Yeah, Van Dam. When he's in the pool doing his like you know stretch and stretching between the beds and doing yeah, all that yeah, weird, right. and it's just unreal. Like remember he did that, that in an ad in between two bus two trucks. Yes. Oh, that's right. Between two trucks. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, Teen Wolf had a great one. Oh yes. When he, yeah, when he <laughs> sort of started became the wolf and yeah, these days yeah, yeah. Um. Step brothers when they finally become mates and they just go through this like yes. oh yeah yeah it's the funniest two three minutes where they just start doing stupid things together yeah yeah um, but there's a few I mean I'm, uh, Footloose had a good one I think yeah. girls would say Dirty Dancing had a pretty good one as well um, but believe it or not Hustlers had quite a good one as well <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, the Breakfast Club had a a scene one yeah a dance it has a music scene when yeah. it's sort of the again it's the development of the character that was the best bit um, you know you, the nerd becomes you know starts smoking weed and gets a bit cool and you know ruffle up your hair and put some dark sunglasses on and it's just the development of the character that takes place in that two minute segment 
Mm. Um, it just saves at least an hour of footage. So the montage is the way to go. We should was, do a montage in this was, show. Was um, Interstellar? Did they have one? Oh <laughs> if, if ever a film needed it. Well, I think that was part of being in the seventh. Was it the seventh or the eighth dimension? <laughs> I can't which dimension we got up to. Um, now, uh, things to watch uh, over the next few weeks. Okay. Buzz. Now, the reality, I just said before, there was some trash reality TV and there's nothing more trashy and awesome, trash-tastic, you could even say, uh, than The Bachelor. Um, and The Bachelor is on Channel 10 for mm. those that own a free TV. To free to air. Uh, it stars Lockie. So it's a bit of inception because he was on another reality oh, show, Survivor, uh-huh. on two separate survivors. Okay, oh, that's so this right. is, it must be a rule of thumb now that you have to have been on two reality shows before you're allowed to go on um, The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Uh, because The Bachelorette was formerly of Gogglebox, which yeah. watches shows and then went on the jungle and then yeah. into the bachelor yeah, yeah. um but this is Lockie. Lockie's a tall handsome man um it goes through his trials and tribulations he falls <laughs> in love uh there's a development there's a couple of montages it's it's, it's good oh there's a lot of montages. enjoy it yeah but get around that that's on channel 10 wednesdays right. thursdays and Seemingly every night of the week. And you, Dog Matt, I know you've got a few on the radar. Um, the movie that I want to watch, which everyone has strongly recommended, said is very good. Uh, Apple TV's got Greyhound with um, Tom Hanks, and apparently that's very, very oh, good. Oh, yeah, right. That was wor- um, so everyone sort of thumbs up that. The Umbrella Academy, have you heard of this tip? Yeah, no. A lot of people are talking about it. It's sort of superheroes, but not. Um mm-hmm. People saying oh, that's yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Is that Netflix or yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. And yep. um, our go-to when we need to just cheer ourselves up and we're just slowly going through it and we'll watch a lot more of it is Shit's Creek. We just yeah. keep watching it and it's funny. It's the best bit about it. It's twenty-one minutes. Yeah. So right. if it if it's like oh it's nine forty, should I watch another show? Yeah. I can't. You can't do a fifty-minute show. Yeah. Oh yeah, Shit's Creek, and then you end up watching three episodes. I watched a bit of series one and just couldn't. Didn't find it that funny, but it's been winning Emmys. And it all. is. I've got to it, it, it is. It's, yeah. it's so funny. Like, yeah, you, would, you would love it. Yeah, you just got to push through. Especially like, you the, the right time. Yeah, you, you'll the get wife there. is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, a bit on the theme that you mentioned, uh, Dogmat, The Boys, which is on Prime, um, yeah. which is a superhero show. I've been. Looking forward to that. And I still haven't seen, sort of again, that theme. I haven't seen The Joker. Uh, and actually, infamously, we were all going to go and watch it at one point. Um, and, uh, yeah, I still haven't seen it. So that's probably the one. And there's a few Buzz, other films that have hit, hit the next, streaming service. Next podcast, which will be stage seven of Dandemic. <laughs> we can do it from um, Greece. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should do a review of Joker because I reckon it's yeah. the best movie I've seen this year other than... Rambo Last Blood, which was well, amazing. I'm surprised you didn't do because Succession, I know you've caught up on. Yep. Uh, so I was expecting you to go through that and Watchmen, Dogman. I thought you were gonna because that's yeah. that also has won a lot of Emmy. Yeah, awards. watch. Yeah, I haven't really done a full review of that either. I would like to hear Daniel. Uh, sorry, I'd like to hear Tika Daniel Andrews. Pandemic. <laughs> is... Pandemic. I would like to hear Tick speak about Succession as well. I'd be looking for. Oh. I'll, I'll happily review it. Definitely or on the, the floor. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks very well much, done, gents. Guys. I think that's a wrap.
Anything else we need to mention? Um, no. no, no where where do people like us? Can yeah, like on, us um, we're on every streaming service now, aren't we? Yep. Uh, Podcast service, you mean? What are they called again? Podcast um, service. iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Apple iTunes, Podbean, Pod Spotify. Bean, Spotify, MySpace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finally, we've got MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the game. Um, success. It's in the can is the name of the show. And um, Give us five stars if you thought we were good yeah. and four and if stars you didn't, if you thought we weren't. If you, if you didn't, maybe don't vote <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, and with that, it is... In the can. See ya.